Hello, welcome to a special edition of Podcast 99, Survivor Stories. This is Parks Miller. Uh, we're changing it up a bit. Ryan usually does a lot of the interviews, but I decided that I wanted to get in on some of this because we've had so many um, new uh, Survivor opportunities uh, really since the uh, HBO documentary came out. And it's kind of been overwhelming. It's been great for the podcast because we've had a lot more uh, material now. So here I am. I'm going to take a stab at doing one of these interviews. Um, I am here with Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, so you met, you got connected to us through our one of our best and earliest survivors, Andy Thies, uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did. I did. Great. And so y'all reached out and you were talking about the documentary? Correct. We were uh, talking about the documentary, uh, kind of sharing our thoughts on what we what we thought about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he connected me with you guys. <laughs> awesome. Now, just off the top, uh, what did you think of the HBO documentary? Uh, I, I felt it was lackluster. I felt it was missing a huge, uh, piece of the story, which is more from the people that were there and actually experienced it. Um, and I felt that the, the promoters did not take any accountability. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I would have to agree with you there. I, I mean, I think that, uh, Michael Lang and especially John share, uh, that's kind of been their their go-to the entire time <laughs> is sort of just promoting the Woodstock brand and not really taking much responsibility at all for what happened. And yeah, I also think that, yeah, there could have just been more attendees perspective, especially given the fact that there was 400,000 people there. So that really is the majority. Yeah. And that's kind of the impetus of what, when things happen, when you have that many people, that's kind of where the ripple effect happens and there's mm -hmm. just got to be so many different perspectives there. And I mean, I think personally, that's what I, we are proud of with our podcast and having all these different survivor stories is that it's not necessarily going to fit into a certain way that you want it to, you know, just to have a nice buttoned up story. So. Yes, everybody's experience was very unique. <laughs> yes, yeah, and and then that's what we're here for. So, Brooke, let's get into it. Um, take us okay. back to 1999. Uh, <laughs> when you, when did you, how did you hear about Woodstock, and what made you say I have to be there? So it was uh, through my roommate. Actually, she heard about Woodstock first. Um, and she's like, I have to be there and you have to go with me. <laughs> and we were living in Boise, Idaho at the time. Okay. Okay. So this and, is great. This is a very mm -hmm. far trek. Um, mm -hmm, so yes. <laughs> so uh, college roommate? 
Uh, we had just worked together. We were not in college. Okay. And, uh, and uh, she was 21 and I was 20. <laughs> great. Answer my question. Okay, cool. So <laughs> you, so your roommate really wanted mm -hmm. to go and then were mm -hmm. you like, uh, I guess so, or just I love you or you're my, you're my roommate or were you also interested in going? Oh, I was totally down. I was like, heck yeah, let's go to Woodstock. We went to a lot of shows at the time anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so there were some bands there that we were interested in seeing. Uh, so we definitely had to make the journey. I particularly was very big into the rave scene at the time. So I was very interested in that. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. And th I mean, this yeah. is great for us because the rave is uh, famously... Uh, not well documented. Um, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> so was it uh, which artists in particular or was it just the rave scene in general? Just the rave scene in general. It uh, I was very immersed in it at the time. Um, and I did a lot of go-go dancing for different DJs um, that would come into town locally. So uh, I was just all about it. <laughs> oh, cool. That's awesome. Uh, in any of the the bands, the headliners, the new metal stuff like that. Uh, well, I loved ninety music, so I was very familiar with a lot of them. I know in the documentary they were saying it did, just didn't make sense. A lot of these bands weren't known. I mean, they were known kind of in my circle if you were into music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember in the documentary, Moby uh, mm -hmm. has a mo. A, I guess maybe a hissy fit. Of not knowing yeah, I lost, the other. I lost a little respect for him. Then I'm like, you're Moby. How do you not know up and coming uh, musicians mm -hmm. or different genres? Right. I was like, okay, Moby. <laughs> now, Moby, I mean, someone who wasn't actually a part of the 90s rave scene, Moby to me seems kind of like an interesting figure because he, it seems like he kind of came up in the rave scene, but then mm -hmm. he kind of, he, it feels like he took it to this very pop centric place. And kind of have these. Now, so were you a fan of Moby at the time? Um, I was not overly a fan of Moby. Moby, I did like his soundtrack in the movie The Beach, um, and oh, that's yeah. when he kind of hit my radar. And I was like, okay, Moby's kind of cool. This is chill, uh, low key kind of music that I could relax to, but uh, definitely not go to a rave and dance to. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Okay, yeah, because his music is seems kind of atmospheric and yeah, like sound yeah. soundtrack music as opposed to like chewing up ecstasy and like partying all night. Um, exactly. Um, so, so you guys, y'all have the intention. Now, some people at that age, like the ticket price is a lot. And we've had some stories of people just kind of like, I had to like save up or we had one survivor. He like worked at a coffee shop and had a tip jar that said, mm -hmm. you know, saving for Woodstock 99. Was there any kind of preparation like that? Or were you just able to like, oh, let's go. No problem. Yeah, so there was a little bit of preparation, and it was actually funded. Uh, we did have to pay her grandma back, but she's like, hey, I'm going to front you guys, you girls, the cash. You go have fun. She bought our tickets. She bought – she covered mostly everything. Wow. Thank you, Grandma. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Grandma rocks, um, and uh, she was like, go have fun. Awesome. And, uh, we did end up paying her all the money back, but it was, you know, a loan to, to go. <laughs> That's good for you. That's really good for you. Yeah. Um, and I can't help but think of like trying to get back to grandma's house 
from Woodstock is a little bit of a little Red Riding Hood uh, analogy Lord. there. Um, we did not tell Grandma. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. Uh, now, so was she just like, oh, is that that sounds like Woodstock, you know, 69 mm -hmm. or something. This should be fun. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. <laughs> great. So it was the two of you, just the two of you. Uh, and we had we had an additional uh, friend uh, with us, and he was more of a friend with her. So uh, I think his name it was like Garrett or uh, something with a G, and I cannot remember for the life of me right now. <laughs> That's all right. That's so quite it was right. three of us. Okay, three three is a good. It's a good mm -hmm. traveling crowd. Yeah. You know, you have two. Mm -hmm. If one person starts to lag, you're like, it's just me. You have three. It's easy to mm -hmm. two people can pick up the other person. Um, now, so Boise's far away from from New mm -hmm. York. So did you fly? Did you drive? Take a bus? We did fly. Okay, great. So then you had like a hotel in mm -hmm. Rome? Uh, yes. Yeah. So we actually spent three days. We flew into uh, JFK and then we uh, spent uh, three days uh, in the city uh, just being playing tourist. And we rented a car and drove to uh, Rome from there. And we did get a hotel in Rome. We decided we weren't going to bring a bunch of camping stuff or buy camping stuff uh, there that it was just best to like get a hotel off site. Okay. Wow. So you you were going to a hotel every night after. The... Uh well. <laughs> okay, not maybe not. <laughs> but that was like kind of the idea, right? Yeah, that was the idea. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I think that you might be the first person that we've talked yeah. to who's who didn't camp because I mean the camping was notorious. Um, were the hotel prices like gouged? Uh no, I we booked really far in advance. So we planned uh, a lot for this. It was months and months in advance before it came up. Nice. Nice. That's great. So you were just kind of like plotting it out. You're like, this is how we're going to approach mm -hmm. this entire Woodstock experience. Great. Yeah. So <laughs> did you arrive on Thursday or Friday? Friday. Friday. Okay. So mm -hmm. you check into your hotel and mm -hmm. what was the scene like in Rome? Uh, the traffic was heavy. Uh, I remember that. And it really just, the energy seemed amazing as we were getting closer to the site. And I, I thought I was in heaven. I was like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be the best experience. Uh, we were just really stoked. Um, so yeah, that was the scene in Rome, like driving up, uh, the mm -hmm. hotel was really chill. There was a few other people there that were going, but not a ton. So most people mm -hmm. were camping. Right. And I guess that the camping is, I mean, as far as the, the mythology, the legend, I mean, that's part of a fest, a music festival. Mm -hmm. It's like you got to mm -hmm. camp and you just spin out whatever. And then you're just, you crash in your tent and then you wake up yeah. two hours <laughs> later to the sun. So you get in, um, Friday and uh this is a, a classic question we have um do you recall like the security process as you entered the festival uh lack thereof yeah <laughs> there so. wasn't really anything it was pretty quick like hey what's up high security and they just kind of let us through they didn't really I mean they barely looked in our bags and stuff but not mm -hmm. much um now this is a question that you don't you don't have to answer if you don't want but do were you into uh partying of any sort i was okay um so d 
did you have any were you bringing anything with you that you were like worried about or you're just like we'll find something when we're on site we were we will find something when we're on site okay <laughs> nice great um so you get in and uh was it like the afternoon of friday uh, it was uh, more towards evening uh, Friday. So um, when we got in, we kind of just bolted right towards the main stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was Alanis Morissette. What was her name? Alanis was Not Saturday. Alanis, uh, Cheryl but, Crow. Uh, Cheryl Crow. Okay. Thank you. She was on. Mm-hmm. And... Um, any opinions on Cheryl Crow? I actually had no, uh, and this is where things started to get real crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and our <laughs> our venture started real quick. Uh, I had no interest or desire to see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't my jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so I really just kind of wanted to walk around and get a lay of the land. People watch, see what booths they had, things like that. Um, and so my girlfriend, Sarah is like, no, I want to see her. And so me and the other guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's, I can't, it's driving me nuts. I can't remember his name. I feel so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, decided we wanted to walk around. So we left her and we, uh, planned a meeting time and place. which did not work out (laughs) right so that's also a common thing you know that we hear a lot you know this is a pre uh, cell phone i mean not pre-cell phone but Mm -hmm. just you know it wasn't really at a at at the point it is now and so a lot of split ups we had one survivor just they split up right at the start and then never see him again did you see sarah again uh i did see her but not till um late Saturday evening. So I spent uh, about 24 hours trying to have fun and also look for her at the same time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crazy. So, so y'all split up and you're wandering around. And so how, how, mm-hmm. what is that environment? What is that vibe like? Uh, Friday it was, it was great. Um, I was just having fun wandering around and, um, people watching and enjoying the bands as much as possible uh right until i couldn't find sarah and then kind of you know heartache set in and i was like where is my friend so (laughs) did you go to the meeting place at the right time um so i did and she was not there okay and were you still with the your third member yes Okay. Yeah. So, t- so me and him did not separate at all. We okay. stayed together, especially after that point. We we're like, nope, we're attached. Mm-hmm. So we're was not- it? Were you? Did you feel concerned? Like, how long did you wait when you were at the the meeting place? We waited about forty five minutes, um, but we also knew that she was really into George Clinton. Oh, okay. um, so we're like, okay, so we're going to make sure we go over there and see her there she wasn't there mm-hmm. <laughs> but also all. hard to tell right you know yeah okay yeah so we we looked the best we could and just never found her um so uh that led up to us kind of like you know what we just have to have fun and mm-hmm. enjoy this experience and hopefully you know we'll find her when we find her <laughs> yeah <laughs> so at that point if it's like 
you caught some of George Clinton's set. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so at that point, you are. It is getting pretty late into the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that maybe Corn and Bush. You know, George Clinton was on the West stage, and then Corn yeah. and Bush. I think were like the last two on the East stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so from Clinton, did you? Was that a? How long was it until you got? to the rave we actually went over to see uh the last of corn so we didn't finish out over at george clinton and i i really was very interested in corn a huge corn fan um so i was like okay i have to see a little bit of them so we went back over there um and then uh we were just kind of formulating a game plan from there like what do we want to do do we want to go back to the hotel room i was very adamant (laughs) not leaving my friend Mm -hmm. i was like i i don't want to leave this place and and miss her or something because we we had one car Mm, um so we bought blankets (laughs) okay from like a vendor yeah like a hippie hippie blanket they're all wove, like wove, like woven blankets um and we just kind of set up a little camp like towards the front by the gates mm. uh, in case she tried to come out that way okay <laughs> wow so you're just so now you're not so you you did see some acts and let me back up real mm-hmm. quick just because corn is kind of one of the legendary Woodstock 99 acts. Mm-hmm. Um, they had one of the craziest mosh pits. Um, oh my gosh. People were yeah. getting taken out. So how close were you? And were you, were you a part of like, were you in the thick of it? Were you further back? Like, where were you? And what was I your I was really experience? close. So I was uh, towards the right of the stage and I just kind of scooted my way up towards front on the outskirts. So I didn't go in the thick of like the mosh pit. I wanted nothing to do with that. Oh, I was yeah. watching it. I was like, oh, no, no. But you were up there. You were like very close. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure if yeah. you've seen the video of them performing live, but mm-hmm. from, from the stage and the whole wave of people jumping up and down it looks yeah absolutely it was it was insane (laughs) nice yeah it also seemed like a a great performance too um Mm -hmm. okay so so back so now you're at you're just camp you have a makeshift camp it's just it's you your friend blankets and you're waiting Mm -hmm. so how long are you waiting and tell like what happens from here uh, we were sitting around, um, and I, at that point, I had already had my boobs airbrushed. I forgot about that part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, just to from that, I mean, what kind of attention? What what was the effect of having your boobs airbrushed? How did that um, change your experience? It was a little weird during the airbrush set because you know they were doing like the auction um for girls to pay for to have it done so that was kind of wild uh there was actually a a woods uh rolling stone reporter uh over there at the time when i was getting mine and he asked me a question and i so i told him about like me go-go dancing for different djs and stuff and um he was like okay cool la la he was writing stuff down and um, so I just went on my day. I ran into that same reporter later by the George, uh, George Clinton stage and he asked to take uh, my picture. So I sat on my friend's shoulders, took my picture with my boobs <laughs> painted. 
Um, and then I bought some ecstasy from them. <laughs> from the Rolling Stone reporter. <laughs> yep, I sure did. <laughs> um, now, I, I'm i curious, did, did this photo make it into a publication? It actually made it onto their website. So later down uh, the road, like I would say a few months later, they published all those photos onto that website. Um, and my dad found it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what did he have? What did your dad have to say? About that? It was a, it was a little bit of a rough phone call. Uh, you know, he was like, I know who you are, what kind of person you are. He was so disappointed. Disappointed, like, but not, not mad, but disappointed. No. He was like, uh, I was like, dad, I was in what I was at Woodstock mm -hmm. and I had pot leaves airbrushed on my boobs and i'm like you know i don't even smoke pot <laughs> now i might have seen this photo but also maybe a lot of women had pot leaves that was probably a popular maybe. uh i didn't choice. see a bunch with pot leaves that's why okay. i was like kind of shocked but <laughs> hmm. I, then i, I might have seen i might have seen this picture already i had like <laughs> bright flaming fire engine red hair at the time <laughs> <laughs> um and actually that reminds me, we talked about your grandmother who was so sweet as to fund this, but what what did your parents think about you going? Um, they didn't actually live in Boise near me at the time. They uh, were in Arizona, so I didn't have a lot of family around me or nor supervision, so I was very uh, young and wild and free in my 20s. So I don't think there was a lot of talk about me going to Woodstock. It was just I did what I did and what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. And so was this even your first festival? Uh, not my first festival, no. Okay. So you'd already had some experience and I'm sure you'd been to yeah. some, some raves as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. So you're, you're, you've got a couple under your belt, so you're not <laughs> a little seasoned partier. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get ecstasy from a Rolling Stone yeah. reporter who took a picture of your airbrushed weed leaf tits with your fire engine <laughs> red hair. Sounds yeah. sounds about a good peak to to day one. So did you take yeah. the ecstasy then or save it? Um, I I saved it. I took it right before the rave was starting. Um, so we set up shop. I changed. I brought a whole new outfit for that because that that's really what I was most interested this is your in. Thing. What was your rave? This outfit? is my thing. It was um a it was little like bell bottom pants that were white with red hearts all over it and had fur on the bottom and like uh, a white tube top of course because it was the 90s so we just wore tube tops <laughs> cute yeah and i feel like also bell bottoms there was you know the 60s kind of 60s yeah. in the 90s thing so also mm -hmm. very bold uh two white items at a place like yeah. woodstock um did I you know. did you see like the mud people Yes. The people covered yeah. in the, the questionable poo mud. Not so much mud. the first day, but mm -hmm. that, that was a very, very all there second day too. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so you, so, but you took the ecstasy the first night. I did. Yes. Okay. So then you changed into your rave outfit. So at some point you're saying, all right, we're, you're, I guess you are now leaving your post looking for Sarah. Yeah. Because yeah. you, so we, you, we set up camp. We did all we could. Mm -hmm. Kind of, yeah right so you 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 wait and you're like where is she and you're like i'm at fucking woodstock 99 i gotta have fun mm -hmm. and then you do yeah. it again and then now you're like it's rave time this yeah. is why i'm here so so tell me tell me about the rave 
So I wasn't there for that long. Uh, so I went in and uh, my friend was just, he stayed at camp. And so I, I chose to do that on my own. Um, so went in, I just was dancing around, having fun, you know, doing my thing, um, doing what I'm there for. And I would say probably about an hour into me dancing, uh, somebody had bit my butt. Oh, bit your butt. Uh, bit my butt. And I turn around and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I was uh, towards the back, hanging off to the left by myself, just, you know, doing my thing. And um, six guys surrounded me. Wow. And then at that point, they were just making comments. And I, at, the, at this point, I had a top on and everything. I didn't have just my boobs hanging out anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they were starting to walk me out of the hangar, um, just pushing, pushing, pushing. And I knew that it was not going to end well. I was uber scared. I was like, oh, shit. This is this isn't this is not a good situation I'm in right now and I don't know what to do. Um, lucky I there was a guy that was witness to it and he broke the circle and grabbed my arm and he's like, Hey, this is my girlfriend. What are you doing? And uh, they're like, Oh, sorry man, sorry man, you know, we didn't we didn't know if she was your girlfriend, da 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 and they left. And uh, he looked at me. He's like, that was going to be really bad. And I said, I know. Thank you so much for saving my life. I gave him a hug. Don't know who he is. Don't anything. And I, at that point, I was done. I was like, nope, no more. I'm done with this rave. And I just went back to the blanket and chilled for the rest of the evening. That, that is terrifying. That is really fucked up sounding. And... I, I mean, I, w- I do have to interject and say how, like, it's f- fucked up that, like, these guys felt like, oh, like, this is okay to be doing if you are a single female, but then if this other guy says, no, she's my girlfriend, and then suddenly it's like, oh, my bad. Yeah, I that's, know. That's a, pr- <laughs> that's a pretty, like, that's a that's a fucked up concept right there yeah that's it really is ah wow um that's yeah that is terrifying um Mm -hmm. so did you when you got back i mean what how i mean how are you feeling i mean you said you chilled did you tell your friend where i mean was this i mean that's our that's so early on in the festival, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what did that, what did that do to you know your mindset of being like I have to be here for like two more days or what what was going on in your head? Uh, well, I was high on ecstasy, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, well, that wasn't fun. Uh, not going back there alone. Like, I'm smart enough to know that I I don't need to be in that situation anymore. So, um. Yeah, I just went and chilled with him. I was like, okay, we're done. And we just hung out and talked and and, and just made our own fun on the blanket. <laughs> well, that's it's great that he, he's, he stayed there, right? You know, like you had a friend, so. Yeah. Um, wow, that, that is, that's crazy. Um, 
So then now no Sarah still, like you said, so no then, Sarah. <laughs> so did you just like stay, did you like pass out on the blanket or? Yeah. So we slept there. We made that decision just to stay and sleep there. Um, just in case I just was not comfortable leaving the site without her mm -hmm. um especially like me just going through that experience right. i knew that she could be going through her own experiences <laughs> right right so was there i mean was there any attempts of like trying to you know like trying to find her through some kind of like personnel or like official people we would check that uh that missing person's booth that they had uh periodically okay. um so we woke up on saturday and we're like okay so what are we gonna do what's our game plan so uh we were just on a mission to find her at that point and i do want to say that i saw her in the documentary really <laughs> and i know what she was doing now <laughs> oh really <laughs> uh what 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 was that uh, she, uh, they had like a, a split scene in the documentary where Insane Clown Posse was on and she was on the stage with them. What? Holy shit. She was totally grabbing her boobs. Wait. <laughs> like, I know. The, okay. I mean, I know, I know exactly this moment. Yeah. That's my friend. Holy shit. So... <laughs> Wow. I mean, it sounds like if we can get her story too, that would be amazing as yeah. well. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the, the insane clown posse. So, I mean, that would have been something if you had, you know, made your way to that show and then seen yeah, her. Yeah, I just missed her because I, I was like, she really likes George Clinton, but mm -hmm. she was probably backstage with in, Insane Clown Posse. I do have to say that we have met them before since we did go to so many shows, and they weren't like a huge mainstream band. Um, so it was very easy to meet and get to know that band uh, if you went to any of their shows prior to Woodstock. So, you, okay, so, I mean, this is, now we're, you, you've seen multiple ICP shows then. Yes. So are you, are you, would you consider yourself to be a juggalo or at any point? No, I think they're ridiculous, but, but you, she really liked them. So okay. I would go to the shows with her. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I, uh, went to the gathering of the juggalos in 2019 yeah. and it was, yeah. uh, life changing. So I, I love that, um, about her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She, she was totally into it. I was like, man, these guys. Right. So you, so she was the one she, but you went to multiple shows cause you're her friend and she like dragged you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> that is incredible. Um, so you, but th you still don't know this at this point. Um, I had no idea at this point. Mm -hmm. No clue. No clue. Mm -hmm. So it's Saturday and you've stayed there. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'd imagine at this point, it's starting to be very hot or you're starting to feel the heat. I mean, that was a notorious aspect of Woodstock 99. It was hot. Um, I wasn't super bothered by it. I don't know if it's because I lived in Arizona prior to Boise. So I've just always been acclimated to heat. Um, so I, mm -hmm. I wasn't as bothered by the heat as the rest of Woodstock. 
<laughs> nice. So everyone <laughs> just needs to live in the desert first, and then it yeah. wouldn't be big. So you weren't, you desert, weren't go. perturbed by like the water prices or like the issues of water or anything like that. Um, I was perturbed by prices. Okay. I was there and I was prepared to spend money. I had the money to spend, but you know, could I have bought more souvenirs and stuff like that? Yeah, it, that would have been wonderful if I wasn't spending uh, two hundred dollars on a bottle of water. You mm -hmm. know, right, right. Did you have to at any point wait in line at the ATM? No, no, no. I had all cash on me. Okay, okay. Um, and you were you? Uh, did you drink beer at all? Were you drinking alcohol, or you mainly like to stay ravey? I uh, stay ravey. I wasn't much of a drinker, so uh, I know that the they they went into they were both twenty one. I was only twenty at the time, so I couldn't get into the beer tent. Right. right. Um, they went in and waited in line for a little while and got a couple of beers, but that was we just weren't there to drink. Mm -hmm. So on Saturday in the day, um, and just in general in the festival, I mean, you you've already shared a. A harrowing story were you <laughs> noticing i mean that's just that is one of the contentious uh elements to this like what was your what was the environment like on saturday and did you notice like was there any did you notice any other like just some of this like male attention this behavior this aggressive sexual behavior on saturday uh, yeah, I did. Um, uh, Saturday when we woke up, it was a totally different scene. Uh, things were trashed. There was stuff everywhere. Uh, the mood was definitely shifting within people. Um, and I'm, I'm very much an observer where I don't necessarily get into the thick of everything like a lot of people do. Um, so I, at, on Saturday, I'd met, uh, a group of people that were from New York and they had like a tent set up to the left of the main stage okay. and that's where they were chilling. So, uh, we, I'm one of the guys I met his name was Chris and me and him just instantly like bonded and connected and we were completely just inseparable the rest of the time, pretty much. Um, so, uh, we were just walking around and kind of observing like, okay, things are shifting. Uh, there's trash everywhere. Not everybody's as happy. There's mud everywhere. The porta potties were absolutely ridiculous and mm -hmm. just disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, I was standing over by the porta potties waiting and there was a, a, a guy standing on top of one screaming, I am the lizard king. <laughs> Oh God, uh, Jim Morrison <laughs> reference. I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he was covered in what what we thought to be mud at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we know it, there was a good bit, a healthy or an unhealthy amount of poop. In yeah. It. Um, and then and then he was jumping up and down on the porta potty, and it collapsed in, and he fell in it. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my God, that's crazy. Um. Did you like, did, was there any other like kind of, were any other guy, like, did you have another experience like the one on Friday? 
I did not. Um, after that experience, I don't know if it was that experience necessarily that was it was off-putting to me, and I just didn't want to be super. In, I I disengaged after that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't so interested in being there anymore. Mm. So between that and my friend being lost, I wasn't having the time of my life. I like see. I day one, I was like, "This is place is heaven. It's going to be so much fun." Day two, I'm like, "Get me the f out of here. This is hell." <laughs> Right, but you can't leave <laughs> yeah, because you haven't located your friend and that's got to be yeah. weighing on your mind. And then mm-hmm. having that happen and, you know, and it's, it is fucked up. It's like the one moment time you were alone by yourself and then this yeah. thing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has to, yeah, I can't, real, I can, actually cannot, I mean, I'm a guy, I cannot imagine, you know, that. sensation of like and then yeah that just absolutely seems like this is going to be dampening your mood um Mm -hmm. and then yeah and and the festival itself is well on its way to disintegrating so you were with you you made a new friend chris now were you but were you still with your original friend garrett yes he he was still with us um and uh and chris had a a group of friends with him too so there was a a good crowd of men uh with me the rest of the time and good people and that's and that's also but i mean it's i can't get over the fact that like this guy on friday just said hey that's my girlfriend and like that was enough Mm -hmm. as opposed to just even which I mean, in a way, is like a smart thing to say, but it is fucked up that it, it just couldn't even be like, hey, don't do whatever the fuck you're doing. Yeah. You know, having to have this like weird possessive mentality that spoke to it. So, I mean, I could imagine that maybe if you were with two guys like that would like deter. Yeah, know. I don't think if I wasn't alone, I mean, and I... <laughs> You know, I hate the the mindset, well, you're a woman, you shouldn't be alone. No, no. I'm a woman, and I should be able to go off and dance at a festival if I want to and not be concerned for my safety. Right. Um, I shouldn't have to have, you know, uh, a, sh- a chaperone. <laughs> right. You, I mean, it's it should, like, if you're a man, you shouldn't do that, and it yeah. doesn't matter. You sh- You shouldn't need a guy to make you feel like this is some alpha dog fight that you have to like, Oh, I should back down. But Mm -hmm. if they're alone, I can do whatever I want. I mean, that's, that should be the message there. So anyway, that's yeah. Fucked up. Um, so the two of y'all, you're wandering around and observing an observant mode. Mm -hmm. Um, did y'all see any bands on Saturday? Um, we hung out mostly over by the names, uh, main stage Saturday. So over to the left of the main stage. Um, so pretty much all of them that were there, we watched. So there was like tragically hip kid rock Mm -hmm. counting Mm -hmm. crows. Did you see Wyclef Jean by any chance? Yes. Um, do you, do you remember his performance at all? No. Okay. We, he's one of my favorites because his rendition of the Star Spangled Banner is just inarguably oh, you know one what? of the I worst do, things ever. I do remember that. I do okay. remember that. Um, and there was people were throwing tons of trash at him while he was doing the Star Spangled Banner, <laughs> um, which just feels like some sort of metaphor for something. 
Um, <laughs> uh, and did you, so did you see uh, Limp Bizkit? Uh, I did. Okay. Now tell me about that. Uh, I felt that's kind of where things started to really crash and burn. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, this is not good. I liked it. I liked uh, Limp Bizkit. Limp Biscuit was a band that I was very into at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I enjoyed it. Uh, but it really riled everybody up. <laughs> right. Did you see any of the, like, the ripping of the plywood or anything like that? Yeah, I was uh, actually right over by that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Crazy. So that in that case, being because you weren't really in, in the front, then you were further back. Yes. Or, or like me- medium back. Yeah, right? like medium back. Um, uh, when the fire started, I was over by the first fire that was over to the left. That's where it was. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. So kind of like, I mean, at least historically at some, some pivotal places. Um, <laughs> so when the people start ripping, like, I mean, if you can in your memory, like just kind of tell me about people ripping down the wood. I mean, how did it start? I honestly don't know why they were doing it. Uh, I I was like, at that point, I'm like, what is happening? I did not understand this energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. Like, pe- things were expensive. Um, the grounds weren't taken care of. There wasn't enough staff to um, uh, cater to the crowd. Um, you know, women were mad because they were getting molested at rates everywhere they went if they were alone um you know just to backtrack a little bit um you know when i did find my girlfriend it was in that tent um we just happened to collide at the same moment and everybody the crowd was cheering because we hugged and everybody was really happy um but she was also wearing one of those silver blankets oh wow uh so she had gotten into some trouble um that night that she was alone because uh, she went back into the campgrounds apparently. Um, and sorry, what, when is the, what day this was Saturday it was, night, it was Saturday, uh, uh, Saturday evening, evening that I, I kind of found her. Okay. And so was this before or after Limp Bizkit performed? Uh, it was before it was before. Okay. All right. Sorry. So yeah, just to get my story, I, I was, thinking that was a little later. So yes, let's backtrack. Um, so tell me, so what, what was, what was your friend like? What was the going on there? Uh, she was happy to find us again. Um, she kind of told us a little bit about her adventure and, uh, uh, you know, the troubles that she got in, but she was happy that we were reunited and Mm -hmm. we, made a pact not to separate after that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just to go have fun. Right. So I, I mean, if you feel comfortable, I mean, I know it's her story, but what kind of trouble did she get in? Um, I guess, I guess there was some, um, attempts of, of rape. So, uh, in the campgrounds, I, I don't know the whole story, okay. and so, I mean, you'd have to gather mm-hmm. that from her. I just didn't know that mm-hmm. I, I found her, right. and she was in, in a silver blanket. <laughs> okay, and so that, I guess, was like Friday night, perhaps? Uh, or? Yeah, Friday mm-hmm. night. So that, I mean, I mean, the two of you both had this experience happen 
I mean, that, mm-hmm. I mean, that does not sound like what you signed up for. And that is not, <laughs> that is not, that wasn't advertised in the brochure. You it did know. not say on the ticket, Ugh. do not go out by yourself if you're a woman. <laughs> right, right. Um, damn. I'm, I'm so sorry that this is, this happened. Um, mm-hmm. so now is it, so it's the, it's the three of you plus your new friend. Yes. And, um, so at that point, did she, what did, was she like, I want to go home or y'all both, you, everyone decide to we like, were, did you have a little powwow to be like, what the fuck is going on? What are we going to do? Yeah. We doing? just like had a little powwow and we're like, okay, well we're here and we were committed to the process. So we weren't going home. We were staying, you know, what happens happens. Uh, we were safe, uh, mm-hmm. you know, alive. Yes. <laughs> and, so threatened, uh, threatened, but not yeah. injured. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. So, and now we were in a group and mm-hmm. we, we let it go and decided to try to make the best of it. <laughs> you just said, all right, that was fucked up, but now we are definitely not leaving each other's sights. Yes, yes. Okay, so it's getting into that survival mode. I feel like you're really earning the like our like podcast survivor title here. <laughs> um, so so then so so then all four of you see Limp Biscuit. And that's, Mm -hmm. and then, so then you, and you're there and you see the, the plywood now kind of like the, you know, did you feel like Fred Durst was egging people on to do it or did what, you know, or did you just feel like there's just fucking crazy people here? It was a, I think his energy did definitely carry on into the crowd. I don't know if he was necessarily egging people on. Um, but it was just an energy that was already happening. And I think he was feeding off that energy as well. Um, so it was just kind of a vicious cycle of that feeding back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it just started happening and people started peeling it off and I'm like, okay, well, I guess they're doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, was there any like kind of staff or security that was reacting to this no no, no it's like we were all left alone to our own devices <laughs> i didn't see security doing anything yeah just four hundred thousand people just to their own devices um mm-hmm. damn that is crazy so you see that and mm-hmm. then how did you see rage against the machine of metallica yes okay this is pretty wild also in itself that y'all just camped out and like saw all these bands like y'all are some survivors because i feel like most (laughs) people would haven't even i mean even though everyone kind of had their own marathon journey i don't know if i've seen anyone or talked to anyone that just camped out like that and saw all the apps i mean that's that is i mean that is like 12 straight hours of music it blasting we would we would go like on like we'll go get a slice of pizza or some more water but after kind of being traumatized (laughs) day Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. we're like we're sitting right here uh and this is this is our new life (laughs) (laughs) that is crazy i mean that is real this really is like giving me like an, an image now i mean i'd have to, i have to wonder and i could be completely off base but like what you i mean you say traumatized like did it i could imagine almost the 
intensity, the chaos of everything that maybe it was, you weren't necessarily even processing these things that happened to you and your friend. No. Because you were just, like you said, just more like, got to get through this shit, you know? You're very, it's, it, it's a lot of experience happening at once. Um, and there's so much going on around you. You can't, it's impossible to process what is your personal experience, why you're there living in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you were just trying to, like, what you're just like, I'm here at a festival. I came to have fun. Am I having fun? I don't know if I'm having fun. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit here and just figure it out. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that That is crazy. Um, now, as far as, like, let's see. So I'll, we'll come we'll come back to this, but to just sort mm-hmm. of finish out the timeline, uh, anything from Rage Against the Machine or Metallica that, you know, stuck out to you? Nothing that stuck out to me. I mean, I, I really enjoyed those bands. I, mm-hmm. I liked th- those last three. Um, I was really all about. I was like, mm-hmm. just, I was happy that I got to see them. And I knew even at that young age that experiencing this lineup the way I am now is never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just trying to enjoy that moment as much as possible. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, but- Especially the 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 Rage Against the Machine and Metallica. I mean, those mm-hmm. are two like, you know, at this point, pretty like legendary like rock bands. So yeah, and I mean, you can't even see Rage Against the Machine anymore. Yeah. So and Metallica is probably a three hundred dollar ticket. So probably <laughs> that's incredible. So um, Saturday, any mm-hmm. any raving or no raving this time? No raving. No raving. I was I was done. You were done. I with was that. like, no, we're good. And so we decided since we, at that point we found Sarah, uh, we went back to our hotel room and got showers <laughs> and were able to refresh. <laughs> Amazing. Now, um, what? So I. I don't what was the process getting out of the grounds was that difficult easy long line congested it was super easy just it, it, mm-hmm. yeah there, there wasn't a lot of people leaving right. at that time mm-hmm. um so we didn't have an issue getting to the car and getting to the hotel at all and then what was what was rome like saturday like the middle of the festival saturday uh the middle of the festival Saturday. Well, I mean, just, it was it was quiet in the hotel yeah. room. I remember specifically being very quiet. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I kind of imagine it's sort of like the calm of the storm, or just everything's mm-hmm. happening on site. Yeah. So you get a shower. Yeah. So I mean, this also again, you're you're putting yourself in this elite category of Woodstock attendees who took a shower on Saturday night. <laughs> um, so, and then I am assuming y'all all like slept on beds. Yeah. Wow, this is yeah. tr- truly a luxury. So, did you go back Sunday? We did. Wow. <laughs> we were all in. We're committed to the process. Wow, at this point. <laughs> that's interesting. So, did anyone at any point, you know, you get a little taste of that sweet life? And did anyone say like, "Hey, we could just like call it and go home"? Was there any of that talk, no. or was it just no? We're waking up. No. We're doing this again. We were. We were all in. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> uh, so, what time did you hit hit the grounds Sunday? It was pretty early. Um, I remember uh, 
it was early. We we got up early and headed back. Um, it was pretty before bands really started. Um, and uh, so we wandered around in the morning and just to kind of watching everybody. There was a, a photographer that was uh, laying everybody out naked uh, and doing some sort of pictures or something, some art <laughs> installation that he wanted to do later. Uh-huh. But I think he just wanted to take pictures of naked people. <laughs> <laughs> that that happens. That's a thing that happens. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, maybe that's where some people decided that that's photography was their calling at Woodstock 99. <laughs> I'm a photographer. Um, so then what, what did Sunday look like compared to Saturday? Uh, well, one, the grounds were completely trashed. When we first got there in the morning, most people were still in their campgrounds and sleeping. So it was kind of like a ghost town. Um, so we really just kind of got to experience what it looked like without a ton of people crowded around stages and, uh, getting crazy. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it, it was a dump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very anthropological of you to just kind of <laughs> look around and observe the human behavior and the and the ev yeah. the evidence of of chaos that existed. Yeah. Um, yet, yeah, were y'all? Uh, did you meet any interesting people in these times? Uh, I mean, we talked to a lot of people, but I mean, the most interesting people was the the new group of of New Yorkers that we met, and we just really hung with them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I'm more of an introvert anyway, and after that experience, I I was like, I don't want to meet anybody. <laughs> oh. Wow, that's fucked up. Did you tell Did you tell your new friends about what happened? Yes, they knew. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I know one of them, uh, one of Chris's friends says he was taking so many pictures and uh, video recording. And he said at one point he was going to do a release of all all his footage, um, like a time capsule kind of release. Mm -hmm. And I... I lost, I kept in contact with Chris for years and years and years. And a, a few years back, we lost contact. Um, and I just recently stalked him and I found him on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know what happened to all that footage, but I'm very curious, like if it huh. still exists. Interesting. So, so when you, when you've found him on LinkedIn, y'all have reconnected now? Um, I need to send him a message. I was being weird about it. And I just like followed him like a creep and I didn't send an actual message. I'm like, why did I do that? Uh, I mean, it sounds like you really bonded. I mean, in, I mean, with all this, we really did. Like we were in love. I don't know if it was the ecstasy, but it was like love at first sight. And we were soulmates and we were going to get married and be together forever. Oh, wow. Like that. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, you should hit him up. I mean, there's just all this I talk. I mean, and I mean, I might ask you if, if I might follow up if you do, cause I would love to hear his story. Yeah. Um, so love, love at first sight. That's, that's amazing. Um, we had a good time. <laughs> great. I love to hear it. Um, so, so now we're Sunday, uh, walking around any of did you camp out again at a stage or what, 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 what was yeah, your daytime we, activity? It was really chill during the day. Uh, so we just kind of camped out again in that spot over to the left of the main stage. 
And, um, you know, we'd go get snacks and just talk to people that came over and just really hung out in the group and enjoyed our time um, and watched all the bands that that came up. We weren't really interested in migrating at that point and going back and forth between stages, Um, you know, people getting split up. We were just done with all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And it being the last day, we're like, nobody can lose each other today. Like, no, come no. on. <laughs> so so, you, so um, you're not mm-hmm. you're not drinking. You did like the ecstasy and mm-hmm. you don't smoke weed either. No. So it was kind of like the drug usage had a high peak on Friday. And then I'm, I'm kind of gathering you were not doing anything for then Saturday. Nah. And Sunday. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. Okay. Um, did any of those bands stick out you had willie nelson brian setzer everlast elvis costello jewel creed any of those bands stick out to you at all those were nice i mean but it didn't really start sticking out to me until red hot chili right. peppers came on <laughs> let's just fast forward to that so were you a fan of the chili peppers oh absolutely love yeah. them mm-hmm. that seems yeah big one i mean huge 90s mm-hmm. act um mm-hmm. so you were excited to, to see them perform yeah was it, excited was it your first time seeing them it was my first time seeing them live yeah okay great great um so how tell me about that like how was the show i i loved it mm-hmm. i loved every second of it i love that flea came out totally naked mm-hmm. right <laughs> right like, this is amazing and their energy is just so high and they just they really do put on a great show um so i was enjoying all of that but also watching what was uh, unfolding around me and i was like i don't know what's happening right now Mm -hmm. so you said that you were like very close to one of the fires being started so did you witness that yes i did so um, to my understanding all these candles were being handed out you know, and oh, it's supposed to be a, yeah. a visual, a visual, a moment of silence sort of for gun violence, for Columbine. And mm-hmm. did, did you receive a candle? I did not have a candle. Okay. Um, I didn't make my way over to that booth that was handing out the candles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, why the heck do all these people have candles? This seems this seems like a, a mistake. So right. So you weren't is happening right now. You weren't even aware of the whole intention and and did yeah. did uh anyone in the chili peppers even say anything about the candles uh i i don't remember if they did um i can't recall yeah because i think looking at the footage like because i mean it was a, it was an outside group and I mean, i'm mm-hmm. sure that and so yeah. I, I, i'm actually not even sure to like what degree they even coordinated with the red hot chili peppers about doing it because I mean you could pretty mm-hmm. well assume that at a Red Hot Chili Peppers show they're going to play under the bridge so it seems almost like you could just maybe coordinate such a thing maybe without their knowledge um, and anyway in the footage they don't say anything but I know that yeah. the footage I've seen there are some cuts so I just didn't know if like Anthony Kiedis I, said yeah, like hey there's... time to light the candles or not no, there. Not that I recall. There was nothing about like the candle thing. Um, I don't remember them. Nothing sticks out that they said anything about that. So, but then tell me about like. So you just so you're like, what the hell is all these candles? And then someone lights it. Like, tell me about that. <laughs> there, there was all this plywood on the ground. Mm-hmm. 
from the Limp Bizkit, the, right? The, the mural. <laughs> oh, right. The pe Did you see anyone tearing down the peace wall? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what was what was that, that like? I guess a lot of that happened, most of that happened Sunday. I mean, what like in the middle of the day I, and stuff. I just didn't understand why they were doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just kind of, I just didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Um, but I did, everybody was just on drugs. <laughs> right. So they're like, um, I mean, obviously the guys on the poor potty being the lizard king, I don't know how much acid these people took, <laughs> but you know, there, there's, everybody was just out of their minds at one point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that sounds kind of like you're out of your mind. You're on a psychedelic drug. That's, you know, it's not just like drinking. It's going to influence the way you think. And then the environment mm -hmm. you're in, you know, I mean, it can really reflect back on each other it's not just like oh let me smoke weed and i'm gonna like you know mellow out or feel a certain type yeah. of way i mean psychedelic drugs can they can be very profound when they're in yeah. your system and i can imagine that if you are surrounded by shit and trash and aggression and yeah. that you would just like reflect those things and so mm -hmm. I, I do feel like lsd did have this role in the festival of just 100%. like, because like fueling some sort of like anarchic fantasy. To mm -hmm. um, so, it really was like Lord of the Flies up in there. <laughs> right, right. Um, that's that's what it sounds like. Um, so so there's so now there's plywood. So this peace wall. The irony of it, of course. Um, yeah. So people just start lighting on fire. Yeah. I mean, was it like? Like, are you like jaded to this kind of craziness? Are you like, this is something to be worried about? Or like, who gives a fuck? Or like, y'all are crazy. Like, what what was the thought about the fire and, and watching it, it unfold? It was really just surreal at that point. Um, it kind of just felt like having an out-of-body experience. Hmm. It really did. I, you just don't know what point of reality you're in anymore. Um, and... You're like, why are these people doing it? Obviously, they're on drugs. And then people are pissed off about the money situation and everything being so expensive. And they're just screaming, like, down with the man. Like, <laughs> So um, did, did you see it? Like, how big did the fire you were next to get? It was huge. It was massive. And were people like throwing things onto it once it started? Yeah, they were throwing things onto it and then they were dancing around it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how long did you and but the chili peppers were still playing when it yeah. started. Yeah. So did you yeah. so did you see all of the chili peppers? Yes, we did. We stayed up until uh, the SWAT team came with mustard gas tear gas or whatever they had so the, that and that was after they like well after they were mm -hmm. done, a couple so you mm -hmm. so you were just staying there so even though you saw the fires you you were still in your like kind of where you were positioned like to the left of the of yeah the main we were walking around a little bit but we just kind of knew like this is this is something uh that's happening mm -hmm. and we we wanted to see this unfold because mm -hmm. it was we're like this is going to be history in the making. Like we're, we're not leaving yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
you were you have a seems like a great journalist's uh, intuition. Um, yeah. You were very right. So, but did you mm-hmm. feel did you feel unsafe, or did you feel like it was mostly I, a property thing? It was a property thing. I didn't feel unsafe, and we did see people breaking into the um, like the ATM machines and stuff. Nobody was bothering each other at that point. Mm-hmm. It was just destroy the festival and anything that uh, the promoters brought in and the booths and whatever. Like everybody else, uh, we were all safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you didn't you didn't witness any violence in those moments no not at all no no Mm -hmm. towards people no not at all it's just property right did you happen to wander past like the trucks like the big 18 wheeler trucks that caught on fire no i did not okay now so tell you so you when they came in when the police came in um you said they were spraying with mustard gas did y'all get sprayed no no so that's at that point where we're like okay now we're observing, we're done, we need to exit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started walking out as, as soon as they started coming in and the, the police had said, like, hey, we're going to spray. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, and they had their riot gear on and they're like, you need to leave. And we're like, okay, cool, we're out. <laughs> right. So I guess it almost seems like at that point, the police coming mm-hmm. in a weird way is like the least surreal thing to be happening. <laughs> Or yeah, something, because it it's really almost was. like, oh, like now, if the police are here, it means that the rest of reality, the world, is actually understanding what's going on now, and rea- yeah. the world is actually re- the outside world is reacting to the, to this. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I yeah, mean, we're not we're not participating in the looting, so yeah, yeah, like please, <laughs> on my way out. Um, yeah. So then. Did you, at this point, like, did you go back to your hotel one night or how, yeah, how, how did we, it we end for you? We stayed another night uh, mm-hmm. and we just went back to the hotel room and uh, our friends from New York, our new friends from New York came. I think there was about a, a group of six of them mm-hmm. and we all just hung out at the hotel room and, and had a ton of fun that night and before we had to get back to the airport in uh, New York. So, I mean... I love that y'all had fun on Sunday in the hotel. Yeah. I mean, was it kind of like, were you kind of debriefing from, were you like, what the fuck just happened? Or were you just, you know? We debriefed a little bit, um, but it was just a really kind of chill atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everybody was just really, I think it just, everybody was trying to process what mm-hmm. what was going on. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I can imagine. And that's kind of where I want, you know, coming back to like, you know, some of these things. So I, once the festival is over, I mean, did you have like a shift in perspective about some of these things that happened? A a little bit. I did. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think I understood it a little bit. I'm like, okay. I mean, I get it. Like people were mad. I, I didn't see enough security there. And the amount of drugs that was going around was crazy. And a lot of it was coming from security and obviously reporters. So um, I just understood what happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was like off the cuff that it it went down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, but as far as even just like, you know, your Friday moment and Sarah's Friday moment, like, 
was there i don't know was there ever a time you know later afterwards where you i mean it sounds like you were very scared at the moment but i guess like you said this you know fucked up thing happened and then you're still in the festival sort of thinking you know there's all this other stuff going on where you didn't have time to process when you once the festival's over and you had time to process that did did something did you think anything differently about that experience i thought it was extremely messed up i mean both sarah and i thought those experiences were were messed up i mean it, it shouldn't be a world like that but honestly i'm i'm a very realistic person too and that's just those that's the world we live in mm-hmm especially as a woman, you mm-hmm. know, you have to be careful. And then when you get in situations like that, um, especially that, you know, there was a lot of like frat boy mentality there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people that didn't even really know the bands, they were just going to just do what they do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've, yeah, we've heard that a lot of a lot of kind of frat boys, weekend warrior types who mm-hmm. just like were drawn by some sort of, mystique that Woodstock had sort of cultivated of Mm -hmm. like, this is an anything goes type of environment. Yeah. Um, And then that can, anything goes, you know, it's nice when anything goes, there's still these like general guidelines of human decency as opposed to literally anything goes because then that is like not such a friendly utopian concept anymore. Exactly. So, um, I mean, wow that that was an incredible story. Is there any other kind of coda to it that, or you you got back and like anything any anything else happen? Or I mean, you did mention that your dad no. saw the pictures. Yeah, that that was it. That was mm-hmm. kind of the ending of my Woodstock story. It's just mm-hmm. that, and it was uh, my brother that that, that told on me. Um, and <laughs> your brother, dad, so that's, that's his fault. <laughs> was it a younger brother or older? Brother? Yeah. Okay. My younger brother. So maybe he and... was jealous. He didn't get to go. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, he totally ratted me out to oh, my dad. No. And, uh, yeah, that was just a, a fun conversation. And I was like, dad, I was in, you know, Woodstock and when in Rome. <laughs> when in Rome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. Incredible. Um, Seriously, amazing story, Brooke. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah. Now, I guess to to sort of follow up, I mean, like, so have you have you seen any of those like bands a second time since? I haven't. No. Okay. Um, So, Brooke, did you continue to go to raves? I did for quite some time. I uh, I I went to raise probably until I was about twenty three. <laughs> okay, so it's like yeah, like three more years. But yeah, I mean, when did you start? Did you start as like a teenager? I did sixteen. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you put it in that context, it's like that's almost a decade. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess. You know, really, just like what? What are you up to now? Where, where, where do you? What do you? How do you spend your time these days now? Yeah, so uh, I work in IT software specifically, um, and when I'm not working, I'm spending time with my daughter. She just turned eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And then, um, 
I also, uh, I'm, I'm big into firearms. So I do a lot with the firearms community and, uh, I shoot archery and make soap, <laughs> soap, soap, guns, and arrows. Yeah. Quite um, the combo. <laughs> when did you get into, uh, the firearms community? Uh, so firearms has been a little over a year now. Oh, okay. And, so more recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is more recent. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, I purchased my my first firearm, and I was uh, already involved in the archery community, and the the firearms community really embraced me. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, and I, uh, as far as the soap, how does that? I can see where the guns and and the archery can in mm -hmm. intersect, but the soap, how does that play yeah. in? Uh, I'm a very hippie soul, so uh, very natural, uh, <laughs> naturopathic. I want ingredients that are pure and not processed, no chemicals. So I decided I was going to make my own soap. And mm -hmm. I started making it about five years ago and have been making it since. <laughs> oh, cool. That's great. I could yeah. see that being a, like a booth thing at Woodstock. And actually... I forgot Absolutely. to ask, you did mention that you had sort of like an enthusiasm towards the souvenirs you wished you had bought more, but couldn't because of mm -hmm. the price of water. Did you uh, take, do you have any souvenirs from Woodstock 99? Uh, the blanket I slept on, on the mm -hmm. very, very cold ground. <laughs> okay. And that is it. Gotcha. Um, and then... I know that we had talked about your the love of your life, Chris, who you just recently stalked <laughs> yeah. on LinkedIn. Um, do you do you keep up? Did you keep up with Sarah and your other friend or any any other lasting Sarah and I connections? Stayed connected for a very long time. Uh, we probably haven't spoken in in about five six years, so. Mm, okay. And um and your and the other friend you were with. Uh, I, I never, I never met him again. Mm. I moved out of Boise, uh, probably to Seattle, Washington a year later. So, uh, lost contact there. Gotcha. I see. Um, and you live in, and you're in Phoenix now. I am. Which, so you grew up there and now I guess you're back there. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so I, I can, I'm getting the image of the, uh, it's the, the the arid conditions that prepared you and then now you you know how to defend yourself uh and keep yourself clean with the soap and the guns and the yeah and so it all <laughs> i'm trying to picture this this woodstock warrior image that <laughs> it is it's psychologically all stemmed from woodstock <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing uh i love it um and uh, if you if you want to follow Brooke, you can. It's uh, brook.arrows on Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, thank you so much, seriously, for uh, coming on and telling your story. It was a re it was a really incredible story. So it, it was uh, interesting to go down memory memory lane there. <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was an incredible story from Brooke. And we greatly appreciate her coming on and telling it to us and our listeners. Now, if you went to, worked at, or played at Woodstock 99, please contact us at podcast99official at gmail.com or on Instagram at podcast99. I'm Parks Miller. Thank you. And we will see you at Woodstock. <laughs>